Hey folks, the Ugly Duckling podcast is back for another week. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. We're happy that you're here to join us. And for those that have been following us, welcome back. And thanks for still continuing to rock out with us week after week. So, you know, your hosts Rashida and Bryce are here this week to talk about friendships in your adult life. And um, specifically speaking about friendships when you may be grieving the end of friendships or even just identifying when you may need to let a friendship go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Bryce's face. I know people are like, wait, what's the silence for? Yes, we do these on Zoom. Um, so obviously we'll kick it off with Bryce. So I think we'll start obviously first with the signs of in your past, you realize that a friendship may be coming to an end or there may be issues that really need to be addressed to continue to move forward. Ooh, so I've had my fair share of friendships, losing them, getting them back, reconnecting. And I think it just, for me, it depends on where I'm at emotionally and just like my emotional intelligence in general, like where I'm at maturity wise. And then also the type of friendship I had with that particular person. So I'm going to, I guess, jump from when I was younger till present. So, you know, when you're younger and you make friends, you make them based off common interests or things you like, for example, oh, you like the real world. I like the real world. Frenzies, you know. Rashida, can you agree? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's how one of the things that brought Rashida and I together was the real world Cancun in 2009. <laughs> but obviously we had way more interest in our virtues aligned, which is how we're still friends now. But um, to my point, I think that for myself, I still was following that same kind of youth mentality in regards to friendships way into my 20s where I would establish friendships based on things that I was interested in the moment so whether it was like going out to bars drinking my fraternity and just things like that kind of to me surface level things and I think a lot of it had to do with me where I never learned or I was never taught how to have meaningful relationships, honestly. So then I say that to say when it got to the point, maybe years later, where the friendship had kind of shifted, where I kind of wanted more from that person and my expectations changed, they weren't necessarily able to give that to me. Yeah. Now, in the moment, I'm like, my feelings are hurt. I feel like I'm pouring into you, blah, blah, blah. But then in hindsight, I wasn't thinking about the essentially the foundation of the friendship. So let's say I met this person. This person is like the party friend I have. But now I'm going through like relationship issues. I'm going through family issues. And the party friend is nowhere to be found. Now I'm upset, right? But then when you think about it, the party friend might have just been the party fun friend, nothing else. Oh, yeah. So had, so had I had known that, <laughs> I probably would have saved myself a lot of tears and grief, just like 
dealing with certain friendships and how I handled them. Um, and how I handled them were not the best. Some of it was like, I would have a conversation and the person I would agree that we shouldn't continue, you know, moving forward. And then some of them, I didn't explain myself. I just unfollowed, unfriended <laughs> and ignored text messaging, text messages, excuse me, which wasn't the most mature, but that's how I handled myself in those situations. Um, and right now in 2021, if I were to figure out that a friendship was no longer serving me, I think I would just face, I think depending on how long the person's been in my life, I think I would try to salvage it and have a conversation unless they did something that like there was no coming back from because everyone has their like yellow or red flags and deal breakers, right? Yeah. Um, deal breaker is a whole nother episode, but <laughs> I think that if I, if I had the conversation and it was still going, I guess the same thing was continuing to happen. I would just naturally phase the person out. Okay. So I want to play devil's advocate. So when you okay. were saying like, you know, you have your party friend and then it's like, you may come to this realization that they're just that. Right. So I used to have this, um, conversation with my mom specifically um, about you have friends for different things, right? So you are, some people are fortunate enough in life that you may have, let's say two to five friends in your life or lifetime that like you align on multiple levels. But a lot of the times in my personal experience, like you have friends for certain things. So to your point, I have my friend that lo like loves to dance, right? So then anytime I want to go to the club, I'll hit her up. But then I have my friend who hates the club and is really into traveling and art. So, you know, if I want to go to Toronto, I'm gonna hit her up. But you know what I mean? It's like different strokes for different folks. So do you feel like you would prefer not to really have your friends scattered like that? Or is that okay? Um, for myself, I prefer to scattered. And now... Mm -hmm. In hindsight, I think the mistake I was making before, which probably were my own attachment issues, was essentially I was trying to make everyone a triple threat. Yeah. Your point, everyone's not a triple threat. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like, for example, we could take each other. Like, Rashida, I can talk on the phone with Rashida for hours. Hours. <laughs> yeah. And every day. And the conversation will still be fulfilling and everything. But I can't say that for my other friends more specifically a lot of my guy friends don't like talking on the phone I don't know what that's about yeah. um but <laughs> also Rashida is amazing to travel with like she's Rashida is my traveling friend now other friends I have when we've talked about this from the traveling episode <laughs> I would not travel with but that doesn't mean that they're not a good friend you know what I'm saying like everyone has strengths and weaknesses um Right now, I'm no longer drinking. I'm not, so that means I might not be the friend that you would go to a club with. And that's fine. I'm not going to even take that personal. If someone felt that way about me, like different shirts for different folks, you know, um, yeah. I would just have to, we would just have to maintain our relationship a different way. And a lot of people don't realize that friendships, relationships are like, plants and you have to water them to sustain them oh yes we need to talk about that so in reference to like for me at least 
I, I was similar to you. Like I was, you know, with the whole ugly duckling and our whole theme of this podcast, the few friends I had, I was like trying to hold on for dear life. And then yeah. at some point you have to realize that maybe you guys are just friends more for circumstance or just because of the time in your life, or you guys lived on the same, you know, apartment building or on the same block or whatever. And it's like, as you get to as you evolve and grow, you realize like, I don't dislike this person, but we're not really as compatible and you being willing to just let it go. And like, if you guys come back to each other and then, you know, maybe I buy a house and you come to my housewarming, fine. But like, are you going to be in my wedding? No. And that's okay. But mm. I think I, to your point, trying to make everyone this triple threat where you're like, you're my friend that I do everything with. And I've learned as I've gotten older, especially when you get into your thirties and your friends are getting coupled up or married or having kids, I think it's very important for you to continue to build new friendships and keep watering your old ones. Right. Because maybe my one girl that was my party friend, now she got a husband and a baby. She's, she can't be my party friend anymore. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, not that we're no longer friends, but I have to still then have other avenues and outlets. And like, I don't ever think, I know some people can be quite territorial of friends. That will be something I will say, would be a red flag that I might end a friendship if you're too territorial because you don't own me and I don't own you. So, you know, when I'm making new friends, you should be okay. You should not feel jealous. You should not feel like we're in competition. No, that's valid. And I think for myself, I probably was the chaotic territorial friend when I was younger and I'm gonna lie. Um, but I had I to- I think learn- we all were. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're young because it's like you have your one friend you're like we're besties and you like have the bracelets and all this and if anyone presses them you'd be like bitch step back yes (laughs) that's my friend i put in three months of work here okay (laughs) yes right like we have sleepovers and watch power rangers together like no yes I think you watch Little Fires Everywhere, right? Oh, yes. You know it. <laughs> Remember when Pearl was not... Oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for anyone who did not yeah, see it. Yeah, we're going to spoil it. <laughs> right. Remember when Pearl... I forget the um the the boy's name, like her best friend. And he was liking her. She was liking his brother. Whole messy yes. situation. And then the other sister who was having a bad day just like, let the brother have it. Like, you don't own her. Like, yes. she's not your property. Like that's true like you don't own people people have free will and they are entitled to do whatever they want to do and you're entitled to have your feelings right so that being said like just understanding that people are going to do what they want to do but the right people are going to show you who they are for you through their patterns not so much as actions, but their patterns, consistency, consistency. Yes. That one. <laughs> no, I, I would agree with that. Like it is, it is action based. So I think a lot of times people sometimes will see like, for instance, like you and I are still friends, but like I, I moved out to California and like I have a, you know, a new friend group, obviously, because they live here geographically. So some people from my, from Philly or New York could look at that and be like, oh, she did like, they forgot about us. It's like, no, like, I'm still going to call you. I'm still going to text you when I come into town. I'm still about you. But I think my issue or the qualm that sometimes happens with people with their adult friendships is they could feel some type of way that you're out having fun with new friends or people they don't know but they're not hitting you up so they don't own you but they're also still not watering that plant 
to your mm-hmm. point. So I know a lot of people have seen memes and you'll get like two, there's two very polarizing opinions. So like that whole, if during the pandemic, I didn't hear from you, then like clearly that says a lot about our friendship. And then other people will say, well, that person could have been going through a lot too. So like, it's not all about you. The world doesn't revolve around you, right? So obviously you can take pieces from both sides, but to be fair, if you have reached out to some friends over the course of this pandemic and you haven't really gotten much back from that, in my personal opinion, I would fall back. And then you could feel any kind of way you wanted to about maybe me, let's say coming home and not reaching out to you. But when I just called you just to shoot the shit, or just to check on you or to send a text just to say, hey, you know, this reminded me of you and you're not responsive, you can't expect me to continue to water this plant. And when mm-hmm. I stop inviting you places or facilitating, you can't be upset. However, there is some accountability because there, there must be somewhere where I set the precedent that I did all the work in this friendship. So now that I'm not doing the work, it's all my problem, it's my fault. However, you have, you never did anything. No, that's valid. No, I I had an experience in the fall like that. And I didn't invite this one friend to an event, not to be passive aggressive or anything. In my opinion, it wasn't passive aggressive. I'm just all about, I'm a, my goal in 2021 was to pour into people that pour into me, you know, a hundred percent. And this person hasn't poured into me in like three years. So I just stopped inviting them to events. Mind you, they were forgetting to invite me to basic events they were having. Like I was finding out through other people. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to be that friend that's always like, you know, I feel some type of way, like you didn't invite me. Cause you know, things happen. Like people forget, it is what it is. But like the moment I didn't invite this person to an event, it was like World War III, like really coming at my neck sideways. And we had to have a conversation. And like, I pretty much had to like, and it got emotional too because I was like you know our friendship dynamic has changed and I it it saddens me because I don't know how to fix it like I don't so like you expect me to continue to invite you to things but you don't do the same for me so I feel like I don't I feel like to have a friendship with you is to have an unhealthy one and I refuse I'm not doing that right so um when I said it like that the person apologize which caught me off guard because I was not expecting an apology I was expecting like them to get defensive and they were like you know you're right like I things have been hard for me like a lot of things have been going on in my life and you didn't deserve that and I was like whoa if like you could see how big my eyes just got like (laughs) you're like Kelly from Insecure Growth you're like wow Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. Like they were clearly mature enough to at least acknowledge that. But then it becomes a follow up, right? Because a lot of people will like say they were wrong and apologize in the moment. But then it's like, did they follow that up with action? Well, in this particular case, it's hard because we're in the pandemic. So the amount of hosting and things are slim to none. But this person had a birthday. I was invited. I came, Mm -hmm. showed love. Like, so yeah, we're good. Okay. I'm glad we were able to have that conversation. That was a healthy, it wasn't like a screaming match on my part. So, yeah, because it is hard. Like, you do grieve friendships, but I think for me, the grieving almost was felt more like it's almost like when you're dating someone, you're like, damn, like, why didn't I see that I was doing everything? Right. So, like, at least in my 
experience is that, that statement you just made, pour into people who pour into you. So I've always been that friend that like always initiates and plans events and I'm yeah. calling you and like come over to my house or we're going to go to this thing or we're going to go to this place. I'm driving, like I'm always making it very convenient for everyone to just hop and tag along. Um, mm -hmm. And then like, if I'm not, but when like, let's, and then maybe on the weekend every now and then you might text me like, yo, what's the move? But like, if I don't have one and you find one, you're not telling me nothing. I'm gonna just see you out. And it's like, or like on social media or something like that. And I had to really start removing myself because I was like, I'm like providing all these people access to me, um, whether that's just like, based on social parties and things like that, or just more like, oh, you can come to my home, I'm cooking, you can eat my food, like you can hang out with me, but like, I'm not getting anything from this. Mm. And I know that sounds maybe selfish to say, but it's like, I have to start being a little selfish because if I don't worry about me, no one's gonna worry about me. Exactly. And my friends should have an interest in my well being, and if I'm okay, and sometimes like, you know what, Rashida, I'll drive this time, or you know what, come to my house and let's, hey, let's hang out and talk and watch a movie. Like, even those simple things are kind of what I like in my adult friendships now or you particularly let's say I'm, I made like made a new woman friend more so than a guy and like she starts dating a guy it's still like hey you know what I haven't seen you in like a month let's get dinner let's get lunch and right. it's not like I have to pull teeth to find you like those are like the things for me where I'm like all right this is worth me continuing to facilitate this friendship. If I'm doing all of the heavy lifting, if I always have to reach out to you, and if you're not able to balance having me as a friend with the rest of your life, it ends up being like, this may be more heartache for me than it's worth. Right. That's valid. Yeah. 100%. And, ooh, and to, to kind of like give it a little 180 here, there was a time where I wasn't a good friend to someone from their perspective. Mm -hmm. And they cut me off cold turkey. Like, it was to the point I went on Facebook and was like, people you should be friends with. And I was like, but I was friends with that <laughs> <laughs> And I had to eat it because, you know, granted, I don't necessarily agree with the decision that they made but that's the decision and they had to do what's best for them i think if i'm i still don't know why but i think it was because i did not show up for this person's going away party and that was really meant a lot to them so and i apologize and everything but it wasn't enough so i think from that experience i really like had to like reflect like dang this person really did value the friendship way more than I did. And I definitely messed that up a hundred percent. So I had to eat it. Yes, no, that's true. I I'm glad you brought that up because I would say I've experienced that as well, where you're like, and for me, it maybe was more of a situation where I didn't even realize that they felt some type of way until it was like, already like a, a big problem right it's not like mm -hmm. oh and it's like well I've been having these issues I'm like really like I didn't even know at least from my point of view so right. at that point when I'm like well I'm sorry I want to re like you know try to rebuild I believe that person the ship had already sailed so I think they maybe like in their words were still like yeah let's try but I feel like based on their actions after it was like oh no this is like me trying to make an effort to see them or hang out with them is becoming like a lot it doesn't even seem like they really want to see me and I was like you know what Rashida take the L and it's just a learning experience you don't keep all your friends and that's okay yeah and 
I do think that sometimes we we can outgrow each other. And if things are meant to be, we can come back around. Um, but that there is a grief period. Um, and it almost feels like the ending of a, a like a romantic relationship. Like you might cry. What was our saying? <laughs> Oh, write it out or cry out. Write it out. You might have to cry it out, write it out, you know? Like, and just really, just really process what happened. Um, and be okay with not getting closure. Because yeah. you don't always get closure with situations. You just kind of gotta take it for what it is. No, you definitely don't. I think with friendships, people want more closure because they feel like obviously there's more like history right and like you right. know each other better but when you think about like when you like someone and you like text mm-hmm. them or ask them on a date or like you guys hung out and all of a sudden they ghost you don't get closure you just gotta keep it moving like you know and I mean you would hope that your friends wouldn't just ghost you but a lot of times you don't always get that closure either because people maybe feel uncomfortable um or people are just passive right and they just don't want to have any type of conflict so they choose to just you know I'll mute you on Instagram and I'll keep it moving and I won't talk to you exactly oh if and for anyone who's listening if you i've learned this from a ted talk and if you are feeling off with your friends like on some isa and molly stuff there's like a three-tiered thing like three-tiered process you can look at to see where you're off so the woman said that most healthy friendships follow this format and you need to have vulnerability, positivity, and consistency. And if one of those is off, the friendship is going to be off. So for example, let's say Rashida and I, when we speak, we have like, it's positive. We have great conversations. Um, like she's like a, a breath of fresh air. Um, but then the consistent part is we talk every day. Um, she lives close. But then the part that's thrown off is I don't know anything about her. She's not vulnerable. Yeah. So if that part is missing, it might throw the friendship off. So what you can do is using that three-tier process, if you can figure out where it's off, you can essentially fix it. Yeah, no, that's actually really good. I don't think I've ever heard of that. And also knowing like maybe in those, in that three pillar where you need to improve, like you as a person, right? So like, I know like that last one, that's where I will struggle. I remember my one of my best friends in college, mind you, this is junior year of college. I've known her since freshman year. She goes, so like, why don't you ever talk about your dad? Like, what's, what's up with that? And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh shit. Like I've never shared with her anything about this and it was like why haven't you obviously you trust her you like her but if you guys want to like I know it sounds like almost cheesy but like if you want to go to the next level you gotta like say what like what your triggers are what your past is like or things like that and then I obviously like I opened up and told her about my dad but it was like wow like you're closed off as much as you think you're like this open book you're not right I mean we both, I think we both had those moments. So like, I think, I think I experienced that with you too. I think when one of your apartments, I think it was like 2013, 
you have that photo of your father holding you when you're a baby. And I think I just looked at you and was like, Rashida, what happened to your dad? And you told me we had never had that conversation. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I think once I dove into my sexuality, I didn't tell you right away because I was trying Mm. to figure things out. And then I think one day, I remember we were driving to Old City. It was in 2015. We had the conversation in the car. Yes, I remember that. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, okay, well, now since we had that conversation, oh, we good. Like, we like, real good. <laughs> like, we like, we were already best friends, but it's like, all right, ain't no stopping us now. Right. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes, and like, I don't want to have people on this podcast feeling like we're just like cut niggas off if they don't give you everything, <laughs> but like people have weaknesses and sometimes mm-hmm. like being graceful and like allowing room for error. But like, I have people that let's say I was really close with in college. But now, are they consistent? Definitely not. Now, no. do I have beef with them? No. no. Um, but it's just one of those things where just like you just reprioritize, you know, and like there's nothing wrong with that and like being okay with that. And them, hopefully if they're mature enough, understanding that they played a part in that, right? So if I'm the one who was always the connector and stuff and maybe I just stop reaching out because life happens or I just feel like, well, wait, let me take a step back and see and you don't reach out, and then next thing you know, I, I don't know, like I have a birthday party and you were invited, you know, as a whole, as long as you don't take offense to it, we're good. Right. Just, you know what I mean? So it's okay. Like you're one of your maybe downfalls is that you're not a consistent person, you know? So then it's like, okay, you know, I'll catch him or her when I catch him. And that's right. Fine. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. And just not disappointing yourself. Like, I think when I finally realized you have different friends for different things and then stop trying to force them into other boxes also you can retain more friendships than lose so you know like trying to force my awkward friends to go out and be mixy is not no like they, they don't like doing that and so maybe they might do it once or twice just for you but it's like this is causing more discomfort for both of y'all because now mm-hmm. they're out awkward and then you're irritated because people are like who the fuck is this person they what, why they say that to me and you're like oh god like i don't know he's awkward right like whatever he's awkward and black like i don't know but right <laughs> but yes, when you, you just, also know your people you just stop doing that no that's real that's exactly what i was about to say because i got really excited know your friends just know your people you won't have these problems you know those strengths know those weaknesses like Rashida knows that I don't play basketball she's not gonna have me in no intramural basketball game <laughs> like what it don't work like that no exactly and that's the funny thing too because like you know you have your friends that really like some odd off the wall things and then other ones that you just can do everything with but it is just so true like I I'm a nerd, right? So then I have like my friends that are like, oh my God, Harry Potter, yo, we're gonna watch this whole marathon. And then you have other friends that are like, you watch Harry Potter? Like, I'm concerned. And it's like, that's your quirk. That's your thing. And it's like, cool, like, we're fine. We're like, you and I, we love horror movies. Horror, love it. Most of the people that we're friends with don't really, like they'll watch them with us once in a while, but like, that's not their thing. So I'm not gonna like, oh no, you have to watch Insidious with me. No, because I don't want my friend having nightmares for a month. Like they just can't do that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it makes so much sense. But yeah, uh, I mean, we're almost at time. So 
what are some things maybe in closing you would want to talk about in reference to just both sides of this coin? So keeping your friendships in your adulthood as well as when to know to let them go. I would just say keep watering that plant. Understand that life happens. And right now we're in a pandemic and people are stressed out. So just have have a little empathy, have a little brace. But like my therapist always says, you know, give first mistake is a first mistake. Second mistake is like, okay. Third mistake is a pattern. Yes. So after that third one, like, you kind of might need to maybe have a conversation. Definitely, you might need to set a boundary at that point. Not saying, and I'm not saying to leave the friendship, but just let them know what's up. Like, if you're real friends, you can have a conversation about things that are bothering you. Yes, agreed. Agreed. It should be about that. So, yeah, I think for me, it is watering those plans. Like, I'm the type of person, if you pop in my head, I'm just going to send you a text, like, hey, what's up? Or if I'm free, I'll call you. But I know some people don't like to be on the phone like we talk about. So some of my guy friends, I'm going to probably just send them a text like, yo, what's going on? Or like they wrote, they did something funny on Instagram. I'm going to respond and then, you know, make some conversation. So do that. Check on people because you'd be surprised how many people are flattered almost like, wow, this person actually reached out and cared that I was okay. And like that Mm -hmm. could change their whole day. Just that small act. So, you know, doing that, making sure you're staying in touch and then um, you know, for those other friends that aren't like necessarily putting into you, putting them in the back seat and being okay. Like don't, and if the conversation needs to be had where you really feel strongly that you want to talk to them about it, then do that. But for some of these people that you kind of just know more so in passing, or it's like, oh, you know, I've kind of done enough and I'm still not getting anything. Just respectfully move back fade into the background and over time you know things may come out or they may reach out and then you can have that you know dialogue but try not to lose sleep over people that aren't even thinking about you exactly that was the perfect way to end it (laughs) no exactly so um you know thanks y'all for joining us today to talk about adult friendships uh follow us on instagram so at bryce lennon or at love jones mark And let us know if you guys have any topics for us that you think you'd like us to cover next week. So we will talk to you soon. Bye. Later.